Thank you for joining us. We are Finding God in Video Games, and today we have reached the conclusion of our series on the dangers of being disconnected. Today we are diving into the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series in our episode titled Reconnecting the Triumphant Return of Obi-Wan Kenobi. It should be no surprise, but I'm going to say it anyway. There are serious spoilers ahead so if you have not had an opportunity to watch the new obi-wan kenobi series just letting you know this, this we, is your chance we're gonna ruin it completely it's, it's gonna be you. over for you, <laughs> so, so. now i mean obviously we, we all know that the series is going to end in a place where all of the principal characters not only must live but also continue on their predetermined collision course on the death star that occurs in star wars episode four a new hope but that doesn't mean that there's not some really cool surprises in store for right. all of us before these characters get placed back into the toy box for another 10 years. So if you haven't had a chance to watch it, just letting you know now, maybe push pause, go watch it. It'll take you a few hours and then <laughs> we'll still be here, fortunately, because, you know, we're not doing this live. So <laughs> definitely you should check that out. You know, as, as much as I appreciate Obi-Wan Kenobi as a character, I just wasn't really sure that we necessarily needed a series showing his, you know, lonely life in a cave. I don't know about you, but... Well, that's... you know, the transformation of the exceptionally powerful Jedi Master and Clone War General that we once knew as Obi-Wan Kenobi into this new, quiet, unassuming hermit Ben Kenobi was a journey I honestly didn't know that I needed to take. And now that I've had an opportunity to ride shotgun through his solemn story, it was a slow-burning but ultimately rewarding ride that I will certainly never forget. So last call for spoilers, because we are going deep now. For me, the most difficult part of watching this series was witnessing the complete disconnect of Obi-Wan Kenobi from the Force. Yeah. While he was certainly wise to keep a low profile in his new mission and prevent any unwanted Imperial attention, the character we are observing for the first five episodes of this series was most certainly not the Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi that we had grown to love. You know, the first few episodes were really hard to watch for me. I just felt like they were really, like, I don't know, bleak and depressing. <laughs> I don't know if those are the right words. It, no, I, I definitely it, feel the same way. And this was not some incredible act of subterfuge on his part to try to disguise his true self and his powers. The Obi-Wan Kenobi that we knew was gone, replaced by this broken shell of a man who had lost everything he had ever cared about, loved, or believed in. His heartbreak and disappointment were evident in every aspect of his mundane daily activities. And as he endured the quiet solitude of his final act of service to the Jedi Order, it was clear that he had not lost touch with the Force. He had willingly shut himself off from it. Right. Gone was the wit and the wisdom of a warrior who had stood against battalions of droids without fear. His mischievous sarcasm had been replaced with the vacant stare of a broken man who was simply grinding out his days in hiding. He wasn't simply hiding from Darth Vader or the Inquisitors. He was hiding from the Force itself and the man that he once was before all of this disaster had befallen him. 
And the saddest part of all of this was that he didn't stop believing in the Force. Right. He simply didn't want to feel it or connect with it anymore because of the pain that he had endured while serving it. You know, for many of us, it is, it's this version of Obi-Wan Kenobi that we may relate to the most. Someone who has experienced immeasurable pain, crushing disappointments, and setbacks so massive that it seems pointless to continue on. You know, we don't necessarily stop believing. Mm -hmm. We just kind of disconnect ourselves from the perceived source of what has hurt us and placed our life on autopilot. So we don't feel the pain quite so intensely anymore, you know? And sadly, I know this broken version of Obi-Wan Kenobi all too well. He is me. Watching this previously powerful and confident hero fall to the lowest possible depths of depression and grief is quite frankly difficult to watch. I mean, for me, Obi-Wan Kenobi has always been my favorite overall character from the Star Wars franchise. And while I knew that his retreat from the front lines of battle had to happen for storyline continuity, this was not how I had always imagined it. You know, his self-imposed exile didn't really feel like the patient guardianship of the final flicker of hope for the galaxy by a wise and benevolent Jedi Master. It felt a little more like a prison cell of his own making. And during this period of time, I'd always believed that he was seeking out additional wisdom and mastery of the Force, maybe just having a lot of Zoom calls with Yoda or something. <laughs> I wasn't prepared to see the mere shadow of a man that I had known. But his mournful disconnection from the Force that had previously been the source of his strength and given him his purpose in life, I think that's a feeling many of us have experienced. The feeling of being forsaken and abandoned by the very cause that we had pledged ourselves to serve. I feel like the word forsaken is a feeling that, that many of us are all too familiar with. You know, it almost feels blasphemous to say the words forsaken by God out loud. Yeah. So let's clear the air with a verse that should be pretty familiar to most of us. Matthew 27, 46, it says, In about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which translates, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In the middle of Christ's greatest act of service to the Father, Jesus quoted a portion of Psalm 22, which within its full context may be one of the most depressing but still relatable portions of Scripture ever written. The first two verses of this challenging text, we'll go ahead and read here, but I would definitely encourage the reading of the entire chapter if you have the time. Psalm 22, 1 and 2 says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear, and in the night season, and am not silent. Those are hard to, to hear, read it and is. hear. Yeah. And that's, and that's David talking here, you know, and after God's own heart. And I don't know about you, but I can certainly relate to that feeling. While I am certainly personally responsible for a great deal of the pain and disappointments that I've experienced in life through my own poor choices, there have also been many times in which I feel kind of like Obi-Wan, broken, defeated, 
and methodically going through the motions in life without any feelings of hope or even an encouraging light at the end of the tunnel. And in that place of darkness and internal solitude, I still believe in God. I even still believe that he has a larger plan that will eventually make these challenging times make sense. And while I will still continue to believe in him and even serve him, I still feel forsaken. And my method of numbing my pain is very similar to Obi-Wan's as well. By cutting myself off internally and emotionally from the Lord. So I don't have to continue to reconcile his presence in the world around me with his absence from my painful circumstances. Now, sure, I may continue to believe in him and follow him, perhaps even serve him from this pocket of hurt. But the joy of my salvation has been buried underneath this cloud of fallen hopes and shattered dreams. So, so how do we go from this emotionally wounded former Jedi Master to the confident force wielder who reappears with that old sparkle in his eye to take the fight to the Empire once more? That is the question that the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series finally answers for us. And it's a lesson we must learn as well. Over our previous messages, we were going through the books out of the churches in the book of Revelation, Letters to the Seven Churches. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to our previous podcast, I definitely would encourage you to go through those as it gives context to what we're talking about here. Through those, we explored the reasons as well as the dangers of becoming disconnected, a central theme in each of the messages that Christ had given to his churches. And in the message to the church at Philadelphia, we find a church that was doing all of the right things, but was facing unearned persecution anyways. Revelation chapter 3, verses 7 through 13 says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy and who is true. He who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it, for you have a little strength. You've kept my word. You've not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God. And I will write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So this church in Philadelphia was clicking on all cylinders, a shining example of following Christ. Unlike many of the previous churches who had messages that contained warnings or rebukes or corrections, Philadelphia was praised for their works as well as their steadfast faith in the midst of the battle. When we're looking a little bit deeper into this, the original Greek shed some light on the flickering flame that remains within this body of believers who are under attack. 
Maybe you noticed it, the phrase, for you have a little strength. It's made up of two key words that may sound familiar. So in the Greek, those two words, mikros, which means small or little, it's where we get our English word micro, and then dynamis, which means strength or power or might, it's where we get our word dynamic. Both of those, probably something most of us are somewhat familiar with. So this is a group of believers that had remained true to the message and the purpose of Christ, but their power and strength was in a microscopic state due to the relentless attacks they had faced. They had stayed strong, they remained pure, and there was an incredible reward for their perseverance waiting for them on the other side of this battle. But the instruction from the Lord to them for now was to hold fast. Mm -hmm. You know, when our strength is low, the external pressure is high, and our internal doubts are rising, <laughs> the last thing we really want to hear from the Lord is just hold on. Just hold on. Just wait. Just wait. Hold wait. on. <laughs> but as we will see in the case of the church at Philadelphia, as well as the reconnection of Obi-Wan Kenobi to the Force, that is exactly what both of them needed to do. So let's jump back to Obi-Wan for a minute. His mission would require him to spend almost 20 years of his life in hiding. But what he chose to do during that time, well, that was up to him. When the time came, he would be the one to set Anakin Skywalker's children on a mission that only they could complete. The fall of the Empire, as well as the eventual repentance and salvation of their fallen father. In the epic lightsaber duel between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, at the conclusion of the final episode in their series, we finally got to see Obi-Wan Kenobi back at full strength, completely reconnected to the Force, in control of the battle, and he defeated his former Padawan yet again in a glorious display of Force mastery. So why didn't Obi-Wan end him right then and there? Or at least, you know, try. Vader was clearly no match for him, and this time Obi-Wan could have finally finished off the rebellious student. Well, the show doesn't explicitly answer that, but I do have my own hypothesis. Granted, he couldn't because the story said he couldn't. <laughs> Vader kind of needs to be around for right. several more movies. But from a outside-of-the-storyline continuity perspective, I believe that Obi-Wan didn't kill Anakin in that moment because Obi-Wan had finally achieved peace with his journey. And clearly, he had restored his connection to the Force. And the Force had a bigger plan in mind than simply ending the menace that was Darth Vader. No, Vader would one day be the one, the only one, who would finally end Emperor Palpatine's reign of terror. It right. was Vader who stopped Palpatine and threw him down the shaft and until they ruined it with the new movies, <laughs> ended Darth Sidious once yeah. and for all. <laughs> Let's so, not speak of those, though. No, we will not. But while we have no way of knowing if Obi-Wan understood the shared destiny that still remained between him and his former pupil, the knowing smile that he flashed in episode four as he gave his life to the Force for the final time showed that not only did Obi-Wan finally accept his place in this story, but he had finally achieved inner peace with this part of his journey as well. 
a piece that kind of reminds me of the final words of submission from Christ, as he committed his spirit into the hands of a father who didn't spare him from his path of pain either. Not because the father was cruel, uncaring, or unconcerned with his child's pain, but because he saw past that pain to a destiny that would provide the only path of salvation for those who would choose to follow him. Luke 23, 46, we get that when Jesus cried out with a loud voice, his final words, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. My encouragement to you today is this. Perhaps the painful journey you are currently on is not one of your design. Maybe you, like the church at Philadelphia, truly gave your best. You remained faithful, and right now you're running on a microscopic level of strength that you feel you can't sustain. And while you have been promised an open door, the path you are on right now feels a little bit more like just hold on. <laughs> and in this place of processing our pain and our frustration, we cannot allow ourselves to become disconnected from the Lord, even though our mission right now may feel a lot more like a prison. And if we have become disconnected through our disillusionment, there is a solution to our sorrow, thanks to one final lesson from Obi-Wan Kenobi. See, he had only felt isolated because he had chosen to cut himself off from all that he previously believed in removing access to the very comfort he was seeking. As soon as Obi-Wan pressed through to reconnect to the Force, his loneliness was replaced by the presence of a master, Qui-Gon Jinn, who had been there all along, just waiting for him to realize it. We may not get to choose if our destiny involves a long period of seeming exile from our preferred destination. But we do control if we allow that experience to disconnect us from the Lord. Reconnection to the Lord, no matter how small our strength or faith may feel, is a choice that only we can make. He knows our disappointment. He feels our pain. And if his children are in a fiery furnace of trial and testing, as we saw in Daniel chapter 3, he is absolutely in that fire with us. His encouragement to the followers at Philadelphia rings true through the ages to us as well. There is an open door waiting for us at the end of our current struggle that cannot be closed by anyone else. And if we will hold fast to those things that we knew to be true in the light, then the darkness cannot overcome us. If we're in a place right now where we feel abandoned, or forsaken. I have one final encouragement for you as we wrap up this series. The entire book of Revelation, including all of these messages we got from about all of these churches, was written by the Apostle John while he was in exile, imprisoned on the Isle of Patmos for his faithfulness to the Lord. Every one of these letters to the churches all of the prophecies about the end of times and the return of Christ, this all came to John while he was seemingly discarded and forgotten on an island that was intended to be his final prison. As Obi-Wan found, and as John has shown us, 
even this place of exile that we find ourselves currently in may contain the most important mission we will ever receive. So don't lose hope. Even if you find yourself in a dark cave with no obvious exit, you are neither forgotten nor forsaken. You are heard. He is there in the midst of the hurting. And if we are willing to reconnect with him, he will show us that our story is far from over. As a matter of fact, the very best part may be about to begin. And as Obi-Wan would eventually find, a path to reconciliation, as well as the fulfillment of a dream that he had given up on, was waiting for him at his journey's end. The cave that holds our deepest disappointment and represents our greatest disconnection may be the very place that the Lord has chosen for his most profound revelation to be unveiled. We'll finish our series with one final reading from Psalm 22, verse 24, the same chapter we were reading from earlier. For he has not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried to him, he heard. We truly hope this has encouraged you today. And if you'd like to connect with us or check out some of our other content, such as our articles, videos, daily devotionals, and gaming streams, we can be found on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok.